Welcome to another episode of the Daily Liturgy Podcast. This podcast is produced by Coram Deo Church in Omaha, Nebraska, for the benefit of Christians everywhere. If you like it, please share it with others. You can find credits and source information in the episode notes. As we begin today's meditation, let's quiet our hearts and minds before the Lord. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. A prayer of confession. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of my heart by the working of your Holy Spirit, that I may perfectly love you, joyfully obey you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Word of the Lord from the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes 5. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth, therefore let your words be few. For a dream comes with much business, and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Let not your mouth lead you into sin, and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity. But God is the one you must fear. If you see in a province the oppression of the poor and the violation of justice and righteousness, do not be amazed at the matter. For the high official is watched by a higher, and there are yet higher ones over them. But this is gain for a land in every way, a king committed to cultivated fields. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. When goods increase, they increase who eat them, and what advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes? Sweet is the sleep of a laborer whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep. There is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun. Riches were kept by their owner to his hurt, and those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is father of a son, but he has nothing in his hand. As he came from his mother's womb, he shall go again, naked as he came, and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his hand. This also is a grievous evil. Just as he came, so shall he go, And what gain is there to him who toils for the wind? 
Moreover, all his days he eats in darkness, in much vexation and sickness and anger. Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God, for he will not much remember the days of his life, because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. And now we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Word of the Lord from the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1-22. through 22. For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the ends of the ages has come. Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people, judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No, I imply 
that what pagans sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? A prayer of adoration. Holy God, I worship you as my sustainer and keeper. Thank you for the mystery of participation in the body and blood of Christ. Thank you for your sustaining grace in temptation. And thank you for these warnings that I may not fall into presumption or complacency. The Word of the Lord from Psalm 54. O God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. O God, hear my prayer. Give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves. Selah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will return the evil to my enemies. In your faithfulness, put an end to them. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Lord, help me be a careful student of David's example today. In this psalm, he expresses anxiety and suffering to you. He recalls your faithfulness, and he responds with gratitude. I know my own soul. I know its old habit of withdrawing from you when my life is messy, confusing, or painful. My instinct is to pull away and try to fix things myself, only coming to you when I feel more presentable. But your word reminds me that you invite my weakness. When the psalm says, behold, God is my helper, that's because you know that I need help, that my frame is dust, and that I must be rescued. So today, will you graciously form my inner person away from self-reliance? Use the circumstances of this day to build in me an instinctive and ongoing return to your love for Jesus' sake. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always until the day of Christ's return. We'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Liturgy Podcast. Thank you.